have found the Genesis frequency. This is Dr. Stephen J. Kazmina welcoming you in to another episode of a show that focuses on your whole life prosperity and success. Whole life prosperity and success by cooperating with the universal laws that are available to each and every one of us. This is Quantum Leap Goal Achievement, Radical Personal Transformation, Whole Life Prosperity and Success. Now, stay tuned for another exciting episode that'll move the needle in your life from where you are now to where you want to be. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it may be, wherever you are in the world. When you decided to hit that play button, so glad you did. This is Dr. Cause and Effect, Dr. Stephen J. Cause Mina, coming at you with another episode of the Genesis Frequency and looking for some new direction here this morning. We just wrapped up The Power of Awareness, the classic work by Neville Goddard. If you missed any of that, you want to go to my website or wherever you listen to your podcast and go back and take that in. You absolutely positively want to take that in. You want to take in every episode, every chapter of that book and live it. And in this way, you will learn and really embody the whole process for making manifest in your world of form all that you wish to be, do, and have. And that's what this show is about. Radical personal transformation, quantum leap goal achievement, helping you to move from where you are to where you want to be. And not just you as an individual. You in the small business world, the small business man or woman, the entrepreneur. And to further that, even in corporations and corporate culture. This should all be woven into the very fabric of not only our lives, but our businesses and the way that we interact with other individuals as well. Seeing them through the lens of what they wish to be, do, and have as well. Supporting that in others and supporting it in ourselves. So I sat this morning in contemplation and reflection. Where do we go next with this? You know, I have done, oh, well over, well over 100 episodes before I started with Neville Goddard's The Power of Awareness by Request. And this, when I'm recording right now, is the middle of March of 2021. And I started with The Power of Awareness back in September of 2020. Went through each chapter, read it, and did commentary on it, and got a lot of great, great, great comments. And a lot of comments that really said, hey, this is the difference maker in my life. So I love that. So the question is, where do we go? Do we hang on to to some more Neville? Or do we go just like I did before Neville came about? When doing those prior 100 episodes, I rarely, if ever, did any preparation. I always depend on the indwelling spirit to inspire me for what I need to say or speak or teach or share on any particular day, knowing that when we believe that we will receive wisdom, inspiration, and guidance, we will indeed have it show up in our lives. So that's what I've done. But this 
work of Neville is so good. So good. I just wanted to hang on to it a little bit longer. And there's a really, really, really short work of Neville. Neville Goddard called Feeling is the Secret. And so good. It's only like four chapters. However, the first chapter is a little bit long. It's a little bit long in comparison or relationship to the short chapters that I shared throughout the Power of Awareness. They were all pretty short chapters, so it did warrant my reading them to you. Now, looking at Feeling is the Secret, they are short as well. The whole book is really, 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 really short, all right? Uh, but the first chapter is longer than any chapter in the Power of Awareness. I'm thinking, well, how do I do this? And I thought, you know what, let's do it the same way. Let's just jump in and see where spirit leads. Let's see where it guides. We want to still keep the show to about the same time that it's always been. So what I'm thinking I'm doing, I'm going to, I wanted to just share some highlighted parts of the chapter and then do commentary on them. But as I look through it, I see that I highlighted almost the entire thing because it's so good. So I do want to share it with you and I don't want you to miss a thing because you can hear the words, you can read the words and you can take them for you in whatever way you hear them wherever you are right now on your path, on this positive path for, you know, manifesting the life that we want to live and so I will share and read from it for you just in case you don't have it in front of you and don't have this work again it's feeling in the is the secret it came out in 1944 and he opens this with a couple of quotes that are really interesting first from Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 12 it says of making many books there is no end isn't that the truth I mean book after book after book everybody's got a book there's more and more books on the shelf more and more books being written and that will indeed never end but here's what's interesting and I've been saying this for a while and reading this in other works that I've studied over the years getting my doctorate in metaphysics and getting ordained as a minister in seminary. I've found this in many, many things, and I adopted this, and, and I'm going to encourage you to do the same thing. Neville includes this here, and it's not really attributed to anybody. He just attributes it to being an old saying, and it says, He that would perfect himself in any art whatsoever, let him betake himself to the reading of some sure and certain work upon his art many times over. For to read many books upon your art produces confusion rather than learning. And what's being said here, and it's something that I say all the time, stop reading books. Stop reading books. Yes, you said this. I mean, I said this. And it, it's really important. You know, I stopped reading books and I started to study them. And this old saying is, is really telling us if we want to perfect something in our lives, whether it's our art or, or what we really want to learn how to do and become really good at it. And, and if you're listening to this show, it's to be really good at manifesting, to really good at creating intentionally and deliberately 
what you'd like to experience in your life. So if you really want to do that, take a work that's tried and true, like some of this Neville stuff or some of the other titles that I shared. It doesn't matter if it's Jack Canfield and the you know his um, laws of success or or whether it's Napoleon Hill, the laws of success or Think and Grow Rich. Take something like my mentor and teacher, uh, Bob Proctor. He's had Think and Grow Rich, the same copy of Think and Grow Rich that he studies every single day still. And he's going to be, I think, 87 this year, but he's studied some part of that book every single day, seven days a week for at least the last 65 years, some part of it. And you know what? He's got the same, I think it's his second book, the book he has now he's had for 60 years and he studies some part of that book and that's exactly what this old saying is so stick with this stick with this master it perfect it perfect what Neville is teaching here read more about it but read it in a way that you're embodying it and studying the material don't set it down like okay I read another book yeah I read some Neville what's next and that's what so many people do they read the book put it down Okay, I'm going to go over to Joseph Murphy. Okay, I'm going to go over here. Okay, I'm going to go over here. You know, what's the next shiny object? Like it's going to, you know, have some magic key that you just didn't understand the first time it was spoken to you or told to you or put it, you know, you found it in the printed word. So, so study and really understand what it is you're reading. That's what is said here. I don't need to go on about that. Then he has a short foreword and he's saying, hey, I'm not going to get into arguments and testimonials here. I'm going to get right to the point. And that's what he does. The first chapter is called Law and Its Operation. And what we're really talking about here is how we're wired, how we're put together, this conscious mind and the subconscious mind, and how that works in tandem to make manifest in our world of form that which we want to experience. It's all consciousness. And I'll start reading. We've already taken up half the show with a little commentary here, but let's go as far as we can with this. This is the words of Neville Goddard, Chapter 1, Law and Its Operation. The world and all within it is man's conditioned consciousness objectified. Consciousness is the cause as well as the substance of the entire world. So it is to consciousness that we must turn if we would discover the secret of creation. Knowledge of the law of consciousness and the method of operating this law will enable you to accomplish all you desire in life. Armed with a working knowledge of this law, you can build and maintain an ideal world. Consciousness is the one and only reality, not figuratively, but actually. This reality may, for the sake of clarity, be likened unto a stream which is divided into two parts, the conscious and the subconscious. In order to intelligently operate the law of consciousness, it is necessary to understand the relationship between the conscious and the subconscious. The conscious is personal and selective. The subconscious is impersonal and non-selective. The conscious is the realm of effect. The subconscious is the realm of cause. 
These two aspects are the male and female divisions of consciousness. The conscious is male. The subconscious is female. The conscious generates ideas and impresses these ideas on the subconscious. The subconscious receives ideas and gives form and expression to them. By this first law, first conceiving an idea and then impressing the idea conceived on the subconscious, all things evolve out of consciousness. And without this sequence, there is not anything made that is made. The conscious impresses the subconscious, while the subconscious expresses all that is impressed upon it. The subconscious does not originate ideas, but accepts as true those which the conscious mind feels to be true and in a way known only to itself objectifies the accepted ideas. Therefore, through his power to imagine and feel and his freedom to choose the idea he will entertain, man has control over creation. Control of the subconscious is accomplished through control of your ideas and feelings. The mechanism of creation is hidden in the very depth of the subconscious, the female aspect or womb of creation. The subconscious transcends reason and is independent of induction. It contemplates a feeling as a fact existing within itself and on this assumption proceeds to give expression to it. The creative process begins with an idea and its cycle runs its course as a feeling and ends in a volition to act. Ideas are impressed on the subconscious through the medium of feeling. No idea can be impressed upon the subconscious until it is felt. But once felt, be it good, bad, or indifferent, it must be expressed. Feeling is the one and only medium through which ideas are conveyed to the subconscious. Therefore, the man who does not control his feeling may easily impress the subconscious with undesirable states. By control of feeling is not meant restraint or suppression of your feeling, but rather the disciplining of self to imagine and entertain only such feelings as contributes to your happiness. Control of your feeling is all important to a full and happy life. Never entertain an undesirable feeling, nor think sympathetically about wrong in any shape or form. Do not dwell on the imperfection of yourself or others. To do so is to impress the subconscious with these limitations. What you do not want done unto you, do not feel that it is done unto you or another. This is the whole law of a full and a happy life. Everything else is commentary. Every feeling makes a subconscious impression and unless it is counteracted by a more powerful feeling of an opposite nature must be expressed. 
The dominant of two feelings is the one expressed. I am healthy is a stronger feeling than I will be healthy. To feel I will be is to confess I am not. I am is stronger than I am not. What you feel you are always dominates what you feel you would like to be. Therefore, to be realized, the wish must be felt as a state that is rather than a state that is not. Let me say that again. Therefore, to be realized, the wish must be felt as a state that is rather than a state that is not. So I'm going to stop right there because we've gone deep and I want to have some commentary on this working backwards here a little bit. The dominant thought, the dominant thought that we hold with feeling is the one that impresses on the subconscious mind. Now we can we can have many, many thoughts throughout our day, and we do. But the ones we have with feelings and emotions, the ones that are attached to the strongest feelings and emotions, are the ones indeed that are going to be expressed. See, the subconscious mind is, is really, you know, it, it uses the male and the female of us. And the subconscious mind is really the executive department. Isn't that the way it works? The female's in charge. The female says, hey, this is going to be the way it is because I'm receiving this with feeling and emotion. I'm getting this impression from the conscious mind that this is the way things are because the subconscious mind has no ability to reject what it is given. And what it is given attached to feeling and emotion must be expressed so the subconscious mind goes about its business without questioning anything and makes manifest in our world of form. It moves our vibration, it changes our frequency, it moves us into action and that action creates a reaction and other events and circumstances and situations move in to support us along our way. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. We will f finish this chapter in the next episode. I'll go right into it in the next episode. But there's so much here in the first one to really look to. And backing up a little bit from where I stopped, it's so important to realize that we do not want to dwell on the imperfection of ourselves or others. And he says this right in here. Because guess what? We, it, it doesn't matter which way, if it's on the positive side of the scale or the negative side. So if we are attaching to ourselves feelings of inferiority or not feeling like we're good enough or smart enough or pretty enough or or we're never going to be happy enough, or we'll never attract that perfect person, or we'll, we'll, we'll never have any money, or feelings about not having a great physical health or being at our ideal weight. And if we dwell on those and we attach those feelings, in, and they can be feelings of feeling sorry for ourselves and, and the why me and, and, and all those things that rush in, well, guess what? The subconscious mind receives that as facts and works to make it so. And if it is so right now, it works to sustain that in your outer, your objective experience. So, impor so important to understand that it works both ways and we don't again we don't want to suppress the feelings we just want to move to a stronger feeling and you know what guess what it's no respecter of persons so if we think ill will if we think someone harmed us and we wish 
something negative to happen to them. Guess what? We're impressing our subconscious mind as well. And guess what? We do it with a really strong feeling, don't we? And we go on and we tell everybody, oh, you know what so-and-so did to me? I am so. And we claim it with the word I am. And guess what? We're claiming it for ourselves too. And then we wonder why things show up in our lives. We claimed it for somebody else. We're claiming it for ourselves too. There really is only, there really is no separation. That's how Neville starts us off today. There is only consciousness. And consciousness is always the cause. So it doesn't matter if it's a dominant thought you hold with feeling about yourself. If you're holding a dominant thought with feeling about others, and it's not a good one, guess what? It's going to be manifest in your world of form in some way, shape, or form somehow. And you're going to experience. That's why everybody so often moves through this world as unconscious competence, thinking that, you know, hey, get up every morning, what happened? Guess what? You held something as a dominant thought and you created your world. Most people don't like to admit it. Most people don't like to accept that. But that's the way it works. So, so much here. Listen again, listen again, listen again to the same thing. Yes, listen again. It's study, 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 study. We're not reading to get through another book. We're not reading to get through it fast. We're reading to study, to grow, and to learn how to make manifest in our world of form the life we would love to live. So I'm going to sign off right now. It went a little bit over. Don't forget, you can always reach out to me, Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, at successocean.com. That's my email. Hey, let me know you want to get on my calendar and we'll book some time to talk about your big dream and get you moving in the direction. We'll identify what it is that you really want. We'll identify what's been keeping you stuck and we'll give you a plan to move you in the direction of where you want to go. Those are free to all my listeners. So leave a comment, send me an email, let me know that you'd like to talk and we'll get that scheduled. So reach on out. I love talking to my listeners. Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N at successocean.com. And for right now, I'm going to wish for you an infinitely spectacular day. This is Dr. Cause and Effect, Dr. Stephen J. Kuzmina, and you have been listening to the Genesis Frequency. God bless you.